Welcome, everybody, to the X1 Bros, your positive Xbox and gaming community. Thank you for being here, for hanging out with us. We're back in person. The plague yeah. has left us. It's so much better being in person. There's like a better give and take. I don't know. There's pheromones that are given off here. It just it just works. It feels and it really works good. well. If you haven't yet, thank you, everybody, for joining us and subscribing to us over on YouTube, for being here live in chat. If you haven't yet, come subscribe to us on YouTube. If everybody that listened to us subscribed on YouTube, the world would be a better place. We'd be like four times the size over on YouTube, five mm. times the size as far as subscriber count is concerned. So come join us, subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening to us live, make sure you go right now and leave us a five-star review. Only a five-star review will do. If you want to leave us less than five stars, then don't even bother. <laughs> but we appreciate you. We appreciate your support. We love hanging out with you guys. It's so much fun. So fun fact, actually. <laughs> Uh, we we Chat started has been waiting diligently. Yeah, she, yeah we had our pre-show. The pre-show is back mm. uh, because we're in person. When we're not in person, we don't do a pre-show because it's you know we, it's hard to facilitate. But the pre-show is back. Then the pre-show automatically redirects you to the main show, and we we did that. We hit start on our side. We we went in. We were about fifteen minutes into the show, and I look over and I realize I'm thinking while I'm going up, I had some good takes. I had a hot take. <laughs> Yeah. That was hotter than hot. Controversial. And <laughs> no one's reacting. I'm like, why is chat not reacting to this hot take? It was too hot. And then I realized, <laughs> guys, we're not live. Uh, so we were 15 minutes in uh, to the show, and I, I actually typed in chat, are we not live? <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, nope, not live. <laughs> not live at all. So I apologize, everybody that has been here waiting, but thank you. Thank you for, uh, you know, hanging out, hanging, and in, hanging in there and waiting for us. And uh, I mean, it's this good. So this let's let's talk about Harry Potter. Okay, Hogwarts. Uh, what's the legacy? Hogwarts Legacy. February tenth is when it comes out. February tenth. There it is. They just eight hours ago, according to the internet, yeah. came out with a forty-plus minute documentary on yeah. gameplay. Yes, and let's let's talk about it. Let's go over the gameplay. I would like to start. As you guys know, I've been very suspect of this game, mm. and I've been suspect for this game for a couple reasons. I don't want to be disappointed because I love the idea of, of going through and living my school year life in Hogwarts. Yeah. Love it. Who doesn't? I think that's the appeal. It's a wizarding world. Yeah. Being immersed in the wizarding world. My, my suspicion comes in... I, I don't want to jump into this world because it's quote-unquote an open-world game and it not feel alive. I don't want to jump in and it not feel like I don't have an effect in the world. I want the experience of a Grand Theft Auto, of a Red Dead Redemption, of a Witcher where I jump in and I feel like I'm in this living, breathing world. Mm -hmm. So I've been very suspect, very, very suspect of this game. After watching this after watching this review, I will say or not review this gameplay overview 40 minutes, I am more excited about this game, but I'm still suspect for a couple reasons. So they go through this they go through this uh gameplay review, not gameplay review, but gameplay teaser, I guess, where they're Reveal, walking, I guess, walk or through, something. Walk yeah, through. Walk through, walk through yeah. They're walking you through and and we were talking before the show here, the character creation screen they show off and they spend a lot of time on. I don't think you need to spend any time on character creation. We get it. It's basically standard for every game that you play RPG at this game, point. Yeah. Why when every game shows off character creation, they they like make a big deal about it. 
like you said, Cyberpunk's given us genitalia at this point. Yeah, so if yeah. you don't have that, <laughs> yeah, like, everything if, else is just the disappointment. You can say okay? what you will about Cyberpunk, but if you don't have a detailed genital creator yeah. in your, uh, in your uh, character Slider. creator, I don't, don't want to hear about I it. it. I want to hear about it. I get why in this game they don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we are, we're at a... Yeah, or boob know, physics. School. <laughs> or boob physics. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, uh, basically... But, why, but just skip it. Like, how many, how many minutes did they spend on this? They spent... Uh, seven minutes on the character creation, like, and I get their their creating. Apparently, this is a YouTuber that they're with, from my understanding, and so they created his character, which looks nothing like him at all. <laughs> uh, can I say? You can say that. There's looks a, nothing like him. Yeah, that, like he, that, maybe this is his dream body type, but it's not his body. That's type. okay oh. though. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I always I'm accurate to my body type when I make these when I play these games. Well, yeah. Freaking broad, broad-shouldered tank. Oh, I thought you were going to bring up the genital creator again. <laughs> and Cyberpunk, I really got to get accurate in there. I took that slider all the way down. The heart shape. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, so we, we jump into this game, and you start out in the commons of Hufflepuff. And the thing that stands out, in fact, if we fast forward here, is one of the coolest things, by the way, that stood out to me right away was the paintings moving. Super cool. Uh, hey, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I think, I mean, that's that's big in Harry Potter that all the pictures move and the pictures are almost alive. Very, very cool. I like that a lot. Then we jump out into... Hold up, hold up. Yes. Uh, this is a lore question. Yes. Are the pictures alive? Uh, they, they, they have their own personalities. They, what, like, because, talk to you. Like, they have memories. Did, didn't, like, Harry go up to the you know, the principal's office and actually have legitimate conversations yeah. of, of tactics with previous schoolmasters? Yeah. So are they alive then? That's a question that I'm asking you. Like, I think I think their memories are in the picture somehow. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's well, magic. So you want right. to know how you explain that? Magic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I was just curious on a lore question. Yeah. Back back to the, the discussing about uh, your feelings on on. Yeah, I would like to say something though. Sure. About the guy that was presenting this, or that they were presenting to, okay? <laughs> okay. You know what I'm okay. He, he annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <Okay>. gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh. He kept saying, I appreciate his enthusiasm. He seems like a fun guy. He's a guy that I would like to hang out with. I'm sure he's a lot of fun. He's not a guy I would go to a movie with, though. Because he's the guy at the movie that would, like, talk during the movie. Like, this is what he kept saying. Every time he walked into a room, the guy would be like, oh, my God. Like, and it's like, okay, bro. Like, but after like the 10th time of that, it's like, yes, the world looks fantastic. But he's, I get it. He's excited. I mean, doesn't he have like a channel about Harry Potter and stuff? Like, isn't his life? I'm sure his channel's badass. Go check it out, everybody. (laughs) But in this situation, just give me a different, just give me a different excitement term. Okay. Mm -hmm. Write it down. Give me like a boom shakalaka (laughs) or something in there. Boom shakalaka. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Talking about the paintings. Okay. And I'm sorry. I, presentation matters in these things. And I know I'm do not cast a stone. I know that I super annoy people, but I'm <laughs> self-aware of that. And as a result, I feel like I have the right to degrade others who annoy me. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. Uh. And he, and he annoyed the shit out of me with this. <laughs> oh my God. Well, he's excited. He was excited. Yeah. He was, he seems like a fun guy. I'll say that. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Well, so we, uh, I like how chat's now getting into the philosophy of, uh, yeah. Portraits. Uh, the subject of a magical portrait <laughs> was sentient due to enchantments. No, so play, so they were sentient. So how does that's gotta suck? If you if you have a life and then you die and then you get become sentient in a 
eight by 12 frame. Well, it's just the portraits that are sentient. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the same person. But it takes on their personality. It takes on their per- and okay, memories, right? If they are sentient, that sucks. Because now you are, you have been forever for time and forever stuck in a cage of a painting. No, because they go to other paintings. Other, okay. Let's say it's a zoo. You're still trapped. You can't. But is it easy to go? Because why don't they just do that all the time? Or do they do that all the time? They do that yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, Remember They're when, always hanging uh, out with other I think it was Prisoner of Azkaban, the fat lady for Gryffindor. Oh, my gosh. She, you can, I can just see Jordan pushing his glasses forward. Yeah. Uh, I believe no, in yeah, the, Series 6. Yeah, someone episode. comes, someone comes yes, and steals, opens Black. the door. Yeah, Series Black, the, and she ran to another painting. They had to go yeah. find her. In another and also, painting. there's other paintings where they like, oh, okay. the the knight. Remember the painting of the knight? And he rides, he rides from the distance closer. So within that painting, it's a whole world that they're in. Whatever world. Same in uh, the secret entrance uh, with Dumbledore's sister, younger sister, where she walks back That's and right. forth. Yeah. That's right. So, but why stay in one place all the time? I don't know. It's magical law or something. I don't know. So it's a law? I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, I don't want to get into the philosophy of <laughs> okay, forcing we sentient though here, like, like halfway through this video to show off. So the thing that stuck out to me is right here. Though, for those of you listening, they're outside of Hogwarts now. It's grand. It's it's big. It's majestic. It is Hogwarts. And they absolutely nailed the world, at least the parts of the world that they showed us so far. This is the part that made me excited. For this reason alone, I will buy this game even if everything else sucks, if the mechanics suck. Because there is something to be said about just being able to free wander around Hogwarts and explore the world itself. The, the lighting looks really good. The detail is there. When you walk into different rooms, the music shifts and it has that distinct Harry Potter music. It, that part excites me. I'm more excited after watching this than I have been. I am still suspect though. And the part that I'm suspect on honestly is the interact, the interacting, the livability of the world, right? Does the world feel alive? They did have a couple side quests that they showed off, or at least interacting with the the people there, uh, other characters rather, and it did, it didn't, it didn't dissuade well, me of my fear. It actually almost confirmed my fear. Like, oh, that that didn't seem. It seemed stiff. It seemed forced. It didn't seem natural and alive. Yeah, there was something odd because I I don't know if it was necessarily the voice acting because the voice acting was fine, but when he was talking to the when the player character was talking to the side quest NPCs, it did seem like a stiff interaction. Yeah, or, or just rewind like like ten seconds there, Spicy, as he's walking like in the middle of that room. Yeah, so you can see here there's all these students, all these students talking off to the side in this room as you're walking around. At no point did they just wander up and talk to a student. There was always the person that you could talk to always had a notification over them. And so that's my concern. Like in Grand, in the Grand Theft Auto, you can go up and talk to anybody. Well, a- no, but they are having conversations. You can't, I mean, you can go up and interact with them. I guess that's what you're saying. Yeah, you can, you can interact, interact with them. When you punch them, they punch back. Yeah, but see, so go, <laughs> so go back again to those, those students in, in that thing. This, this is the part that I'm worried about. And maybe they make it where it's it's actually very linear, so it doesn't matter. But right there, so there's all these students in this room talking. I don't know. I don't know that they're doing anything. But like every time I come into this room, is it always going to be this? You're the kind of guy that's going to stupefy everybody. You know what I mean? You're going to yeah, be like, like <laughs> yeah, like blast I, people, Fuzro daw people across. Yeah, can them. I blast these people? <laughs> anyways, you are going to be a great Slytherin. Anyways, I just hope they keep saying open world. I almost. 
I, I just worry. That's that's it. I tell you what, though, they absolutely nailed the environment. The environment yeah, it looks was good. Their incredibly good impressive. Job. Also, when they went to the Defense Against the Dark Arts, the well, magic looks freaking cool. The uh, the I like that there was no. It was one cohesive world from what we saw. Like there was no loading screens. Um, now I'm sure there will be a loading screen when you go to like Hogsmeade and stuff. Maybe not. I don't know. They didn't show us any of that. But what I liked is we went from all the way from the Hufflepuff common room yeah. to the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom in in one take. So it was no one. Yeah, it, and we went indoor, outdoor. You know, we went to, down into the uh, courtyard. Uh, we went back into the over by the the Grand Hall. That they didn't yeah. let us go yeah, into because they because they, they were they didn't want to show it off just yet. It but um, no, I did like that. I like the interconnectivity of the castle, and I I'm I'm curious to see what because we know Hogsmeade is in the game. Yeah. So what? How, how big Hogsmeade is? Uh, I think isn't like the Forbidden Forest and some outdoor areas of the castle in the game too. Like, is that connected to the castle or is that a different zone? Um, they also kept saying the castle is very big, so they only showed us a certain section of it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to we see did get how to see, big like, the castle the main is. Staircase, but yeah. we didn't. They they showed it to us from a distance, so we yeah. didn't get to go and interact with it at all. And but, I would assume. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is there a kid like vaping in the back? No, there's a kid trying to do magic, and he's he trying to do magic. Like, yeah, he on. messes. He messes up in the see, back. See, that's that's world stuff yeah, like, th- yeah that, that that this part i did like like in the background watch if you watch over his shoulder and they actually i don't think they really talked about that but it, and no one noticed it i noticed it as oh, soon I, as i said I know, like, yeah like, this like, guy's like he like he like seriously no he like some... blows himself up or something he's messing up i think it's a potion that he's taking yeah and look he's like oh, oh my goodness that guy's <laughs> taking a hit hard <laughs> so that that's good world building it makes the world feel you know alive they did have people on broomsticks flying outside which was kind of cool so but i just i want to see more of it i'm i'm excited for this game i i want to see more of the castle because like they they kept saying the castle is much bigger than what we're showing you but they didn't show us you know the and i'm sure it's because spoilers and you know what i mean you gotta keep some things a surprise but yeah I, i i liked what they had to show and i'm excited for it and they came out with their they did talk about how um so they would mention things like there's a side quest that there that introduced what was it something crackles or something like that it was a game anyway but like uh, went or something no no, no but, but anyway they did kind of address like hey we know a lot of people are saying like you know why isn't this in the game or you said this in this line so this yeah. should be in the game because the wizarding world is huge yeah you know what i mean like you can and detailed you, yeah you can have well there is there's a game just based on quidditch right you know yeah. it, it, so they did talk about like hey we basically it came down to like there's only so much we could do. They also talked about, about having to make simulation choices. Like, yeah. Do we want to make this simulation where you have to go to class at a certain time of day or no? And they said, no, it's not simulation based. Although there's a day night cycle. There's, there's like weather elements and stuff like that, but certain main stories will take you to classes. It's but you can narrative choose based. Yeah. Which I think is a smart move because simulation based would be very difficult to do and not feel tedious. Mm hmm. Well, so, yeah, just doing it with story uh, quests and everything, that just totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, what I got from this is this seems very narrative-driven. Yeah, like, like they, they, they use the word narrative. Yeah, like... Multiple, multiple I times. think it's going to be an open-world game, but... But see, that's where... It, I, see, don't, I don't think it's going to be the kind of game where in The Witcher, I went off and did tons of stuff for for 10 hours and then i continued on the main story i think this is going to be an open world game but i think it's going to be very focused on the narrative see that's where i think gobstones by the way is what i was talking about that's where i think it's actually a linear game 
I, yeah. I, 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 I think we're not getting what we expect. And I don't have a problem with that if it's good. I'm worried that it's that it will be disappointing yeah. though, as a well, result. And look, they're showing us off side quests, right? So we all, we obviously know there's side quests in the game. There's going to be side stuff to do. I just don't know how much side stuff there is going to be to do. I, I would I would venture to say that there's probably more exploration in this yeah. game than side quests. And and what I mean by that is because if you think of Hogwarts, there's tons of you know different corridors and dungeons and all these crazy cool things that you could you could find on your own. So I, I'm almost wondering if, if that's what they're going to lean more into. Like if you go off the beaten path and explore, you'll find something that may be cool as a Harry Potter fan, or it'll give you something in game that you can use. But I, I mean, I, I don't know. They did show two side quests. So maybe there'll be a lot of side quests, so right? But on, it's, it's um, anyway. On, yeah. On their website, they say Hogwarts legacy is an immersive open world action RPG set in the first intro. Uh, set in the world first introduced in the Harry Potter books. So op- see open world to me is like this open def- uh, open definition. Uh, like open world in the respect that you can wander wherever you want whenever you want. Well, or there's open different- world in the resp- in a Grand Theft Auto open world. Well, see there's different variations of open world. Like yeah. I would say the most open world uh, would be Breath of the Wild. Like you Yeah, can, you could just beat the game at the beginning if you want. You can do whatever you want. There are more linear open world games, where, like Witcher, for example. That's technically open world, but you are going from story to story. It's it's pushing you in very specific directions, yeah. right? Then you have kind of the in-between, which is like an Assassin's <laughs> Creed, which... They do have those there, but it is so open and so much to do everywhere that you can literally spend 150 hours uh, clearing areas before you go to your quest. So I, I feel like there's a scale on openness, mm. uh, and 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 you want the bre- do you want Breath of the Wild style openness, or do you want? I want a combination of Breath of the Wild with the living world of a Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Slash Witcher slash Red Dead Redemption. Because I think, I, I, yeah, <laughs> my, my well, ultimate my ultimate worry is that because here's the thing: Breath of the Wild doesn't need to feel alive, but it does. It does, but it doesn't need to feel alive in the same way that a Hogwarts needs to feel alive. It needs to feel like I am a part of this world. Yeah, and Breath of the Wild in the lore itself, I guess, in that specific game, the world wasn't as populated as it used to be. Essentially, yeah. um, so I, I mean. I get it. Red Dead Redemption is a is a good example of kind of a hybrid. It's very it's linear. It has chapters. Yeah. You are pushed to certain areas based on where you are in the story and it's still linear which where you can go do whatever you want. I feel like this game is going to be similar to that. I feel like yes, yes, and that's not my issue whether or not it's linear. It's whether or not it it feels alive. Well, and we're because to me, like, look, even with these students, everything looks so scripted. Well, I mean, they're still developing. I know this is coming. Did you say February tenth? Yeah, that's not a lot of time. Never mind. We're in November. I was gonna say they're still working on the game, and and maybe this is a previous build. Maybe I feel like a development cycle. Maybe I'm wrong. You work. You build the the, big, the game itself, the engine, the everything around that. You start building your story, and then all the fine touches, the massaging, the tweaks to make the game feel more and more alive yeah. comes later. I feel, but I, I don't know if three. Like months. Well, Red Dead Redemption for fun. I saved this lady from whatever. I think actually she was actually a criminal, so I probably just busted her out of her. 
okay. over her dredge. And then she's like, thank you, mister. And then she walked home, and I followed her. <laughs> Spicy almost choked on it. It was a good impression, right? Thank you, mister. Oh, my gosh. I almost had Mountain Dew go out my nose. Uh, and then I followed her, and she went and walked. And if you continue to follow her, she'll, like, do normal stuff. Like, they have her on this... This loop, and so it adds to this immersive quality that I think so far what we're seeing, well, the I, world they created, the like the stale world has that immersive quality. I'm worried that they don't have that person. Well, I, th- I think what's human immersive quality. I think what's going on here, Mark. If you if you rewind it like two minutes, I think what's going on and something I've noticed. I think why we're getting that feeling, that feeling of stiffness, of scriptedness. scriptedness, is if you look at it. Yes, there are certain students walking around, but for the most part, all the students are just standing there in a group talking to each other, right? Yeah. I think like right here. Like right here. And it doesn't look like they don't acknowledge me. They ignore me. Like another thing. Look at me. Hey, look at me. Well, another thing is, is if you're watching this part right now, we kind of run into the student and nothing happens. And, like and, if, and look how weird it is. Yeah. yeah. If, if like, <laughs> I, I know this sounds stupid, but I, th- I think it's all these little details that add up to one big, you know, Big de- big thing, right? Is like in Grand Theft Auto, if you bump into someone, your character actually bumps into him. You know what I yeah, mean? You go back, uh, Red Dead Redemption, you know stuff like that. In this game, like w- what I think they can do to make things feel more alive is, yeah, you can have people sitting on the couch, or you can have people just sitting there talking, but have people w- walking up and down the halls, walking in the staircase. Have two two characters next to each other having their wands out, hovering a piece of paper, practicing magic. You know I mean, what I mean? It looks like they have that. Like when you're outside, there. When you're right, yeah. When you're like outside, that. I mean, I feel like there's there's pockets, but I I feel like I think the reason we're feeling that stiffness is because there's a lot of characters standing around. Well, the p- characters look like furniture. Yeah, that's yeah. Exactly. you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It doesn't yeah. feel like a living. And I, anyways, this is just a pre. This is just a preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just an assumption. Everybody who's yelling at, at me right now, I, just an assumption. But it's my worry. Yeah, sure. And it can still be a great game without it. But how they're selling it in my mind, at least, I'm thinking like, like I'm going to be immersed in this world. There's going to be these living, breathing people. Like, yes. So I, I get the impression that this is acting more like an Assassin's Creed than a Rockstar game. That is that is that is probably accurate. Yes, at least at least that's the assumption. Well, that's the feel. You yeah. have parts like what we're watching right now is he's crossing a bridge, going to the next part that they're going to show us, and and people flew over the bridge on broomsticks, which yeah. which is really cool. But then also on the bridge, you have people just standing there. Like, why are people not? What? Wa- wa- I mean, no offense, but how often do you go out to a bridge and just stand there for hours? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yes, I know there's going to be someone like screaming at the thing. Oh, I stand on a bridge. That's fine. People can stand places. I, I get that. But it feels like, like you said, Mark, it feels like there's a lot of furniture around yeah. and not very many people are interacting. There are certain interactions, but it just, it feels like there could be more. And maybe that's why it feels just that, that initial yeah, feeling like, see, of like, stiff. Like, see, you, you it's know? telling me to go, to go interact with that globe because a button. I've not seen, there's another, and I've not seen that on people, on characters. It just seems like automated NPCs, which is fine because if you think about it, like a Skyrim doesn't have that necessarily, but a Skyrim has this like open sandbox. Has feel. dragons. Like, see now those characters. See now those now kids in the background. They're, they're okay. dancing around. Their shoulders and walking. touched, and he didn't budge. He, that kid that just walked by was the alpha for sure. Yeah, you know? yeah we're the alpha for sure. <laughs> well, no, we're getting moved around by uh, characters on rails essentially and, and that may sound like when i mentioned it, it it may sound dumb to some people but i think little details like that when you bump into an npc you guys actually like bump into each other i think it's little details like that that make up the grand scope of the game well i i, I want to say that 
we're bringing up Rockstar and Grand Theft Auto, and those that developer is the king when it comes to uh, open world yeah, games yeah. because they put in that detail in there. And David, I mean, Red, you've played. I don't even know how many hours of those. Can Rockstar you pause games. it right here? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, finish. I just wanted to. Uh, I, I mean, you're bringing up examples of the best of the best. Everyone, I don't know of anyone else. Witcher came close, but to make that world feel so immersive and alive and things happening around, I don't think any developer out there has done that. What yeah. you want besides rock to- Rockstar. No, it's, uh, I mean, but you can do it in different ways. So, for instance, Zelda does a good job of making me feel a part of the world without that interaction. But, but like, Zelda is an interesting case because... The, the world is supposed to be dying. It's supposed to be, be like po- the populace is not. Yeah, I know. It's, I know it's story. different, but still, even with the animals and stuff that are in there and, okay, and yeah, the way you fair. interact with the environment, yeah. the uh, Skyrim Skyrim does it not with the characters necessarily, but with the world itself. And same thing again with the animals, with the giants, with the dragons, uh, how they interact with the dungeons that you go into and stuff like that. I'm just I'm just worried. I'm just I just am suspect is all that I'm saying. What they showed off, I think they have nailed the world and environment. And for that reason alone, I want to go explore this. Mm-hmm. I'm worried that outside of that, there won't be much there. Yeah. That's that, I'm just a worry. It's all an assumption, but it's what I'm worried about. It's what I've been worried about. This did not dissuade me of that worry. It did make me more excited watching this because I think they, again, they nailed... Well, one thing the going environment. one thing going back to like the world itself. So right now the character standing on on a bridge, looking off into the distance, and there's like a tower, right? Yeah, you can go to that um, tower. They they did specifically say everything you can see in the world you can go to, everything which I which touches. I re- yeah, which I really like. Uh, uh, From Software is really good at doing this. You can see stuff in the distance, and and you know that you can go there, right? Yeah. And nothing is off limits to you. It's and that's, one of the coolest parts of a from software yeah game. so and, and i like that they're bringing that into this game so i can see something go oh that's a really cool like, tower thing over there let's let's go and explore that which is why i think i, I feel like i don't know may, I, I hope i'm not wrong but i feel like exploration is 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 what they're going to lean into in this game uh which i would like because i mean doesn't it look cool to go explore that tower see what's in there is there a bad guy is there upgrades to whatever their rpg system is like anyway i'm excited for it I think it's funny that they went w- with a Hufflepuff guy and yeah, and a you're couple, and a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so you're, you're a puff yeah. of the Huffles. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, I mean, wait, we can't choose. No, no, you do get to choose. They just decided to do this gameplay from a Hufflepuff. Oh, the Puffle of probably the not to spoil all the cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Factions. <laughs> uh, oh man. Oh, okay, I was gonna I was gonna say is that I gotta get a bunk his head. Okay, yeah, they're going up to an NPC that's l- just standing there, right? So, I don't know. I, I, I feel like maybe this is an earlier build and the massaging and the tweaking needs to take place. Although, to be fair, like I said, I don't think... I think many games strive to be a Rockstar game, but I don't think anybody does it. Yeah. I think it's too yeah. much time and too hard yeah. to do that. And it, it could be again, it could be like when they're talking the animations of talking and a character like talking to these NPC characters and and the player character talking, the animations in those scenes do look a little stiff as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. So I mean I I don't know. And I feel like I've been playing games lately where the animations are solid. 
You know, yeah. so maybe that's that's well, where it is. Playing God of War. Yeah. Right? Well, and even even Modern Warfare. Like, say what you will, but the animations in that game are yeah. top tier. You know. Can we talk about God of War real quick? Yeah, it's a fantastic game, and I don't think Xbox has an answer to yeah, it. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> and that's our thought. Let's talk about that. Phil Spencer actually came out in a podcast earlier this week, late last week. Actually, I think it was late last week, and said, "We hear, I hear your criticism, not a lot of first-party games came out. That's what everybody's expecting. Mm-hmm. I would like to submit again. So, Jordan, man, I'm hearing the same thing, that this new God of War is world-class Top tier, excellent, excellent game. PlayStation has done it again. Where is it on Xbox? And I do, I don't disagree. I think Xbox has to deliver. You've got how many new studios that have been purchased? I while Game Pass is crushing it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Game Pass is crushing it. I think, I think, I think there there comes a time where you think. Phil Spencer may not be the guy to bring us this. Now, I know it takes time, and, I, and I, I'm not saying that, oh, get rid of Phil Spencer. No, absolutely not. But I am saying, will Xbox ever get this? I don't know. Well, this is where... And look, I, I, I'm not saying that Xbox first-party games are bad. I mean, you have games like Forza Horizon, which is really good. You have Gears of War, which is good. Um, hey, you even have Halo, which the gameplay is fun. It just has other issues, right? But what I'm saying is... When you play God of War, as good as Forza Horizon is and as good as Gears of War is, you can tell that in every category, this is one cut above. Yeah. Animations, music, storytelling. Story, let's just talk about storytelling alone. And and Sony is starting to do this with all their games. And yeah, it may, it may be a little thing. It may be a little niche or whatever. You may or may not like it. But as, as soon as you hit the start button, it's like God of War. You hit start, play game normal difficulty the the menu of the game is the first scene of the game like there's no loading there's it it, it, it the camera immediately so zooms into kratos immediate immersion. mark if you if you want to rewind it so david can see what i'm talking about but it's uh, immediate it's immersion. immediate it's what immersion, TikTok does right? when you open up tiktok you're immediately in a video there's no waiting there's no but yeah on yeah exactly and it's just the way they tell their story and how they tell this is just God of War, for example. I don't know how to go back. I'm trying. <laughs> this is just God of War, but God of War uses the style of one camera cut. Right. So he just hit the difficulty and the game has started. You're in the Wait, game. Do that now. one more time, Spicy. Sorry. Okay, here we Apologies. go. Apologies. So we're watching so it for he, those so, that are yeah. listening. So he's going through, he's, he's changing his graphics. His graphics. Yep. He's like, all right. I'm on. This I'm is on. where this is Favorite where you lean forward. He hit new game and then he hit the balance. And then it just you're in the, the game. memory. Yeah, you're you're, the you're literally that, in the game. That scene that was the menu is the game. Yeah, and I think they did this in Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, they did this in the original God of War, but uh, I, it's I'm just pretty sure Witcher Three did this as well. Just so no, you know. no, it's a menu. No, no, it's, it, it's it became a menu later. But like when you start the game, I think he's there. At I think the you fire. might be right. Yeah, he's there at the fire. I think it goes, by the barn, but it's it, it's a it's a pre-rendered menu. Okay. You actually go into a loading sure. screen. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, but. Uh, no, it's just what they do in the, in this game in particular. It's just the storytelling, the way the story is told with the one camera cut, the voice acting, the story itself, the emotion that it it it, it draws from you, the player. It it is a cut above the Xbox first party. Studios. What do you? And that's and this is where Sony dominates and. and Rightly so. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Sony. Yeah. Now, okay, let me ask you this: both spicy and you. Because you both played the first God of War, Jordan, you're now on this 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 next God of War. Uh, yeah, this of is probably going to get me to buy a PlayStation. I 5. just thought the same thing. Like, man, I need to get a PlayStation Five, and that's the point. 
right? Yeah. That is the point. And Xbox isn't concerned about if you get a console because we learned how much the prices are, uh, how much they're subsidizing it. But they want you in their subscription service, and this is how you do it. Even that scene right there. Can I just say that scene right there of the guy appearing from the mist from the background was fantastic cinematography. Sure. In a video game, right? Like, sure. That's that's moving. That was really cool. Anyways, what if this is S tier? This is S tier, top of the top. First, we're talking first party because mm -hmm. obviously, like, there are third party games that that do reach this. Yes. Um, yes. What? Is the Xbox game most recent or last game that is there any S tier? That's my question. To is this, there an S tier first party game? To this quality, like this quality right here of game, I I can't think of one in recent well, memory. I mean, like, and we're talking God of War Ragnarok, right? So Sony's latest against Microsoft's latest. I, I this game is superior. I would say, yeah, okay. I don't know if it has a chance because of just the perfection that God of War is, but Hellblade, right? May, oh, may yeah, have a chance. Yeah, yeah. It, de it depends. The original? You mean number two? The new, the one coming. The new out. one yeah. coming. The, out, num yeah. the number two one could have a chance. Yeah. First one, I don't think was S tier. I think it's A class. Yeah, that's what they did without a budget. Yeah, exactly. So now, now. they have a budget. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. I mean, when is that game? Is that game well, next year? Do uh, yeah. Even next year? Uh, uh, Ch chat brings up Starfield. I'm excited for Starfield. I think it looks cool and I think it looks great. But this, <sighs> what's well, a different style? It's a different style of game because it's. I mean, Bethesda is kind of like its own genre. You, you know what I mean? Like it's all yeah. when you say like, "Hey, it's a Bethesda game," you kind of know what you're looking at, what to expect, right? And how? And don't get me wrong. Fallout 3 was amazing. Skyrim was amazing. I think Skyrim is like the most re-released game ever made, right? You know, so, so, is, but so a Forza Horizon 5 or Forza Horizon 3, which I think both those are the two latest really good Forza games. I, I think we're talking about different style of games. Well, and, and that's what I was just about to say. Like, like yes, I think those are S-class games in their genre. Xbox does not have a top-tier, serious, uh, narrative-driven game. Yeah. That's that's what we're cinematic narrative driven game, you know, and and maybe you know a lot of people may not be into that, right? But well, I would argue that a lot of people <laughs> are, are into it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the criticism on. But Xbox. Um, it's just even if you take a game like The Last of Us Part Two, right? I wasn't a huge fan of the story of The Last of Us Part Two. I think there was a lot of issues with the way they told the story and like the order in which they told it, and then kind of the story itself. But that being said, that was a very high quality high quality game yeah when it came to animations graphics uh voice acting you know what i mean like there's just a bar that sony hits that i think xbox still needs to to get there if, if that makes any sense at all yeah i think like a resident evil hits that bar pretty frequently but there's no i can't think of a first party so here's the thing like a flight simulator i think is top tier as well yeah but it's not but i there's not it's a genre. Like this is the this is the headline movie, right? This is the headline game that gets you in there. I think Forza gets you in if you're a racing fan, which there's a lot of racing fan. But this is for every games like this are for everyone. Yeah. I don't know about everyone, but most people. There's most. like four guys that probably won't play this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, and this has I mean, this has the benefit of a pedigree of an IP that has been around forever. 
Yeah. So and they and they just built upon it and they have done a very very good job, especially mm-hmm. kind of like their reboot the reboot the reboot compo- yeah. concept that they they took and it's still a continuation of the original IP. But it's they, a different style of game, different yeah. style of game. And they took it to a different mythology and they just and how how God of War ended and how it's how it's been built. It, the game, the IP is top tier. There there are a few games that can come close. I can give you some examples of games that I really like, but they are multiplayer games. Um, uh, I'll give you I, I feel like the Halo Infinite campaign itself had a lot of great great things it's unfortunate that we couldn't play with our friends um but now you can now which by the way we will talk about on the show because i really had a good time playing that this week but uh characters like kratos are not often i feel in they're they're few and far between i would say marcus phoenix is one of those characters master chief is one of those characters so do you think mass effect was well, the last S tier Xbox game? Was Mass Effect Mass Effect on the One Xbox? was exclusive? Yeah, and then the rest were not. This this is kind of what I I felt. There's there's two things I felt with this God of War game, and and I'm glad you brought up Halo because that's kind of how I felt. Like there's a lot of good about Halo, but this is kind of how I felt. Sony, the publisher, gave the respect that this IP deserves. Yeah, Microsoft, that's a really good way to put Microsoft. It. And look, I don't know a lot of behind the scenes, and I'm 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 not as up to date on PlayStation news as I am with Xbox. So maybe there might maybe stuff I don't know. But that's just how I feel playing this game. When I play Halo, there is a lot of good stuff in there, but it doesn't feel like Microsoft, the publisher, gave the respect that Halo, the IP deserves. Or maybe now, whether that be putting the right personnel in the right the places, studios been on it, for yeah, a while. whatever that may be. That's how I feel with with those two games in particular, right? And the reason I bring up Halo is because one, we'll talk about it in a minute, and two, Halo should and is the flagship title for Xbox. You know, yeah. well, I, I don't think in recent times it has been. I think that's kind of moved well, to Forza and different games. Because but, Halo Five story was weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and well, at least with Kratos, the lore of the story is he's. He's immortal, essentially, and he just he just moved his house. <laughs> he literally just went from yeah. like Italy to Norway. That's, that's so Barbara Blake actually wrote in on the mail sack this week, and uh, he talked about Halo, and he just thinks it came out too late. But then he he says this: he says Microsoft needs to deliver world class single player games to their players, and that's what God of War and is. I, he says I'm getting pretty tired on not having anything like God of War, Spider Man, or Uncharted. All of Microsoft's best games are meant for a multiplayer experience. I don't disagree with him there. Not necessarily i want to add this um go ahead uh this is not a shooter and that's where i think this is strong because we have wolfenstein we have doom we have those and those are great those are good those are top tier i would say those are s tier games they've not been microsoft exclusive until going now forward okay fair okay yeah that's 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 true uh, okay. He says he continues on here. He says that can be frust- super frustrating because it can sometimes be next to impossible. Get your schedule lined up with your friends. He's talking about since the the best Microsoft games tend to be multiplayer. Yeah. Um, I think because I don't want to have to go to third party games like Assassin's Creed, Red Dead, except first of all. Mr. Blake, I have to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I will read oh, the no. question first. Oh, no, Blake. Assassin's no. Creed and Red Dead, not in the same, not in the same. I agree with that. Not there's, in the same genre. There's definitely not one the same. that's higher <laughs> one than the other. One is definitely much higher, but I get your point. Uh, okay, sorry. He says, I don't want to have to go to a third-party game like Assassin's Creed, Red Dead, etc. to get that experience when my friends can't play. And please, and please don't stay, say Starfield. That game, from what I can tell, isn't for me at all. So, 
Here's the thing. I do think Starfield, I'm going to say Starfield, because I do think Starfield looks like it could be that game. It could be, um, imagine a Skyrim exclusive to Xbox or Game Pass, rather. That could be Starfield next year that Microsoft brings out. Although, is Starfield going to be exclusive? I can't remember. To Game Pass. To Game Pass, okay. Um, yes, that could be. And just because I, w- I would argue it doesn't sound like space games are for you, but a great storytelling space game done a Skyrim in space. That's all you have to do would absolutely crush. It would be an S tier game for sure. But see, Th- that, that's yet to be seen. I mean, that's a first person and I, it's not a shooter, but it's more like a shooter than God of war. Ch- sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So God of war is a different genre. Absolutely. Compared to shooting. Absolutely. You know? And that's where, but I, I think Blake brings up a point that I think is valid. And a lot of us are starting to feel, a lot of us Phil Spencer fans are starting to feel, and I think that's why Phil Spencer addressed it right on him for addressing it last week, in saying, I hear you, we, we did not deliver in 2022 and 2021. Um, everything was delayed till next year, so maybe next year is the time to deliver. Uh, is Fable coming out next year? Or? <laughs> I, mean, I, I actually, I definitely actually, not coming. Yeah, out. I actually think Fable is, is minimum two, three years. <laughs> I, I actually think Fable is pretty far off. And is the next avowed? Elder- we are getting avowed. Maybe mm-hmm. avowed can be that for not a first-person shooter. You're in a you got a wand, <laughs> but it's a first. <laughs> it's you got a sword. You got a sword and magic. Yeah, going I, on there. But it's not like I don't know. You have to experience a God of War, a recent God of War, to understand what we're trying to sure? to say. There's just yeah. something about how well the immersion is, how well the story is told, how well the voice acting is told. How well everything? I mean, these. This game is a. I haven't played Ragnarok yet. It's art. It's like it's, it's, um, it's the first one is a masterpiece, and this one looks just like the the previous one. Now Xbox is crushing it with Game Pass. Absolutely, the value undeniable. Love Game Pass. Love it. In fact, every time Jordan's over at my house, I'm showing him a new game that mm-hmm. I'm playing with my kids, and he's like, "Oh, I buy this. What? I'm Game Pass, brother. You don't need to." <laughs> yeah. And so you know, I'm like the. Like the Explorer, finding new little <laughs> niche titles there. But see, this is the thing. Imagine if you had a game like God of War Imagine on if game you Pass. had Wait, wait, wait. Imagine if you had God of War, Uncharted, Spider-Man, <laughs> all on game. Like, holy crap, dude. Which is why PlayStation, I mean, in fairness, PlayStation doesn't. The reason that PlayStation does not feel like it needs to go as heavy into the subscription game model is because of games like this. Because, yeah. because of how good it is and word of mouth, everybody's going to buy this. Well, look what we're saying about it yeah right um and below look uh this is a 70 dollar game which i think the 70 dollar price tag is just a lot and it's just uh 70 dollars it's just so much money right uh two seconds into this game i forgot how much i paid for it yeah you know what i mean like uh, that, that's the type of game this is like it's worth its money let's read some comments from chat here on this but boy will says i'd much rather enjoy hundreds of hours in halo and forza but i do want an s-class single player game like this as well i amen and, and Dr. Teeth Den says Xbox has always seemed to brand itself as the multiplayer shooter platform. Now they're playing catch up with the story uh, driven single player. And in fairness, I, to Dr. Teeth's point, I do think that that's going to take time. Obviously, we're just at yeah. the beginning of, of these big studio acquisitions of Microsoft really retooling its entire library. And we will see the, the, the fruits of that in the next few years for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think we need to be getting, we need one next year. 
Yeah. Pedro Ramos brings up a point that I agree with 100%. I think they can make Gears of War closer to this. Yeah. Um, no, I think they could too. I, like, I know, I know. I know it's a shooter the, and it's a co-op shooter and stuff It's like a third-person shooter, but you have great characters. Like, let's, let's have a game, maybe it exists, I don't know, Jordan, uh-huh. of Marcus Phoenix in the first war. Like yeah, the, that would be cool. Even uh, going back to Gears of War two, there's Gears of War two was a really well done story driven campaign that you could experience with a friend, and there was a lot of emotional yeah. moments in that game. Some of the greatest yes. that I've experienced in gaming. Yeah, is from uh, and, and the reason I I I keep bringing up emotion is because when a game makes you feel something, that's that's good. That's what you remember. You yeah. know what I mean? Um and. And that's what God of War does. Like you, you feel for these characters. You, you. It's just, it's, it's so hard to describe the emotion you feel when when Kratos is is talking to Atreus. But it's, it's, you feel for these characters and what they're going through, and and you just you want to experience this journey with them. You know what I mean? Look at this. Uh, I'm going to describe this camera work here. Uh, this game is all shot in one shot. The style of it, it's right? style. Yeah. The game you play this game, and the camera angle never changes. You, it's basically a one-shot movie, and they set up shots like this that are beautiful. So Atreus just walked outside, and then it went to waist level. Put Kratos. We're behind Kratos. He's to the right side of the screen. His biceps are taking up half the screen. Yeah, it's, it's friggin' great to <laughs> set up this shot from a a steady cam style shot is beautiful and it just is so fluid to go from one shot to the next without changing anything it's it, this game is a cinematic masterpiece well, oh gosh i'm turned on i'm a photographer and uh this is the st- and, and, this stuff. and another thing is this, so this is a linear game it's not an open world game it's a linear game um but there's no. But when you go from gameplay to, to cinematic, there's no load. There's no. It, it's all one shot from game from beginning of the game. If you were to play the game in one sitting, it would be one continuous shot all the way through. No loading screens between gameplay to cutscene. And the way they do that is really phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think. I mean, whatever technology they're using, and it's not just a PlayStation Five next gen thing because God of War Four or the previous God of War, the the reboot one, was like this as well, and that was on PlayStation Four. And I believe Ragnarok is on PlayStation Four as well. So you, it, and it still does all that. But it's just like you said, it's a cinemata, uh, what, cinematic marvel. Yeah, like it, it really is. Cinematically, and, it's a masterpiece. And that's what I don't think Xbox has. Well, and this did, is where Sony dominates. But see, here's the thing. I feel like in Halo Infinite, they had that. They yeah. had some great moments. They had some great shots. And Halo Infinite actually does do a pretty... De- I don't think it's as good as God of War, but it does do a decent job of going from that cutscene to the first person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where there's no break. It's it's one scene. It's... it. I Yeah. And I want to bring up Halo because Jordan and I have been playing the co-op that, that yes. has been updated. Yeah. Uh, I wish... That the game launched with that. Yeah. The oh, fun yeah. factor. Increased it's a multiplier. Tenfold. It's a multiplier of pure fun. Uh, playing the campaign over again. We're playing on Legendary. And it is so much fun. If only that game could have launched with co-op. We would not have had as many. We, I would look. I would have looked over so many things. And, <laughs> and Forge. How's Forge doing? I haven't yes, gone into so Forge. But yeah. Forge is in the game. Um, it's very in depth. 
right? I, I, I played around a little bit. I'm not super smart. I've never, you know, I, I play the forge because there's usually an achievement to like forge a map. I wonder quick. if I can get footage of this. But uh, the forge editor, it's 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 what it's a game engine, right? It, it's very well done. It's very in depth. Well, I'm the, excited to see what the that, Halo community does. Yeah, that long term is going to pay off huge. The only thing I wish, and I, and we we kind of got caught up a lot with uh, the the campaign co op because that was just a good time. But the one the one thing I I, I wish I wish the file search because you can go over and i only did it once because again we were in the campaign you can go over and see kind of like popular like it has kind of a setup to like where you can see what's popular in the community and different stuff like that i wish that was a little bit more streamlined and easier to search yeah but again i haven't exported a whole ton i just went into forge created a few spawns and did a few things here and there just to mess around and then we've been kind of jumping in the campaign co-op the rest of it the rest of the week but um but no, yeah, Forge is in the game. Uh, I think overall, this update, the winter update, has been a good update. It's a shame. I mean, we're going to say it. There's nothing we can do to change it. But it's a shame that this stuff didn't launch with the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the campaign See, and the co-op is just, it, it's just, it's it's fun. So here's the thing. Yeah. If you could, so you could, if you could do mouse and keyboard on this, which you can, that's that's where this mode will shine. I'm sure it'll be a lot easier to edit on mouse yeah, and keyboard. Absolutely. I was playing on the controller and it was, you know, it, it felt like Forge, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, the only thing, and, and B-Boy Will says it says it too. He says, yeah, the UI is a mess. I, Because I, I'm pretty sure you can file shit. Maybe you can. You, I, I don't know. I, I haven't gone super in depth to Forge, uh, but I just feel like finding other Forges, like other people's creation, I just feel like could be presented a lot better and easier. Mm. Well, that might be streamlined. You know? This This is where... For everybody that's that's given up on Halo, I think I think it's short sighted. I think it's these types of features, this mode alone, and look how in depth it is. And they showed off how in depth it is um, in their previous developer mm-hmm. diaries or whatever. This will make the game last for why. forever. I think we're watching somebody's tutorial and they're throwing in memes all over the place. <laughs> yeah, we got a Toy Story meme. Or maybe that's what they're going to build in Forge. Yeah, they want to. <laughs> and so I think, I think you know, Halo, while might have received, and keep in mind, this is multiplayer criticism because Dr. Teeth Dan brings up a good point. The Halo Infinite campaign is criminally underrated. In I his agree opinion. with that. It's very good. Best since it, 2 e It is really good. The thing we're comparing it to, though, is God of War. That's what we're comparing yeah. it to. So um, it's very, very good. The, the storytelling was good, but like you got to experience God of War to just understand the scope of of something. So it's like it's like having someone's chocolate cake and then having a Gordon Ramsay style chocolate cake or somebody. It, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's, it's just so good that you realize. Well, the other ones weren't as good because. Look how good things could be. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing is, is, it's just, I don't think the Halo campaign is perfect. There are like little things in there that are like, why was this character introduced just to do that? You know what I mean? Like it, there was, there were certain things that were kind of like, yeah. that were a little, and I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it for those that are, have been waiting for the co-op experience, right? There are certain things that were kind of, you can tell were weak. You, you know what I mean? Uh, when it comes, but I, I do agree with, with Dr. Teeth. I do think it's the best sense too. I, I kind of group the first three together because I think that whole trilogy is just one great story, but I do agree. I think it's the best since, since then, but w- where I'm at in like God of War, everything has been ten out of ten perfect. 
You know, you know what I mean? Now that's very hard to do, right? And, and is God of War going to be 100% perfect? Uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see when I get to the end of it. But uh, like you said, Mark, that's kind of what we're comparing it to. So it's, I mean, that's a, God of War sits on a big pedestal, you know? So yeah. it's, 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 I think Halo's going in the right direction for the most part, but it's just, like I said earlier, and, and that's the best way I can describe it. I feel Sony as a publisher gave the respect to the IP of God of War that it deserved. Microsoft as a publisher did not give that same respect to Halo. Infinite. They were 73% respect and Sony was 107. Yeah. Percent that, that's just kind of how I feel playing both games. Now, I mean, they are both very different games and they do different things. And I do think the winter update has been a, a really great update for Halo. And, and, and I'm glad we got it because of Forge and co-op campaign and co-op campaign is really fun. When you can Spider-Man off your friends. Oh, it's a race. Like I'm sitting there yeah. like Jordan's in front of me and I can hook shot him and pull him back and me get in front of him to kill the guy. It's... I wish it was launched. I know, yeah. yeah. There is no other game where when Mark comes up to me and goes, hey, Jordan, look, I found a sniper, and I dome him because I want the sniper. And how fun that is. <laughs> yeah, he killed me. Like, yeah. I, I he have had a sniper, sniper so I killed like, him. Look what I found. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that great. Yeah, I weapon. killed him. It was, it was fun. But the boss fights. I'm not even mad. I like <laughs> Yeah, well, what's funny is I, I actually think we were talking about, like, hey, are the boss fights going to be broken? Because we, we're playing on Legendary. Not, no lasso, you know, we'll save that for later. But we're playing on Legendary in the co-op. And it was me, Mark, uh, we invited David, he never showed up, and uh, Barbara Blake. <laughs> you were playing your badass Disney game. <laughs> That's right, I was. <laughs> Do not. Uh, but uh, what was what was cool about it is going in, because we had all beaten the game before, so going into Tremonius, right, the first boss fight, we were like, all right, let's just do this, this, and this. We creamed that dude. Given a, the first boss of the game, right, so even, even being on Legendary, probably not, you know, the hardest boss, but we're sitting there thinking like, I think we're just going to roll through these guys. Like, yeah. cause, well, cause of, cause of how the boss, what did you say? They're very, uh, some of the bosses, uh, were difficult because of their aggro factor mm -hmm. in that campaign. And he can only, or the, the boss can only be aggro on one character. And when we have multiple characters, it's like, it's the same as dark souls, any dark souls game. Mm. The difficulty is extremely high when there's just one of you. If you play multiplayer, you just have one person aggroing the boss and the other person just don't, don't go into go into town on and, them. And maybe, I mean, I believe that they were the developer of halo was concerned about balance issues and that's why it was delayed. But that's what makes it fun. Yeah. We, with we, your friends. Yeah. We creamed that guy. <laughs> like, we just, uh, it's legendary. And we like, it was a good time. Yeah, it really was. I strongly recommend if you've been waiting to play the Halo campaign to play it now with your friends. It's fantastic. We it's we really haven't quite games. tested out the tethering. Oh Th yeah, that is we were, we're in the early parts of the game. Yeah, and we were just uh, we 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 did a lot of messing around, but that's what Halo co op is, right? <laughs> just having fun. But um, I think one of these days when we think about it, we're probably are gonna try out the the tethering. Oh, we're gonna and push it's it. It's probably not gonna be a huge deal, but. It is disappointing that like we can't be on opposite sides of the map just doing whatever we want. <laughs> well, it's cool too. Like it's it's uh it's true co-op. Like yeah. uh, it's saving my game. Anything that Jordan picks up that's a uh, story-based 
type thing, like an audio file or something, collectibles, it it adds to my saved game. Like I was, yeah. it, it, it's a true co-op game. Well, and it's it's very well done. They did it in a way like maybe this is why they have the tethering, but I, I think it's probably for other reasons. But they did it in a way where you get to a certain part in the story and you have to hit like a monitor. Anybody can hit that monitor. Anybody in the group can hit that monitor. And then what it does is collectively, no matter where you're at in the level, is it Brings pulls you, you all into that first person mode where you're in Master Chief's helmet. That's cool. And you do your thing and then it pulls you back out. And it does it very seamless from what i because yeah. i hit the button a few times but when i didn't hit the button i was like well that was actually a smooth transition even though i was you know 20 yards over here you know teabagging some grunt because we figured out some physics glitch that was hilarious <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh anyway um so all that is really well done the one part that impressed me a lot is when we got our spartan cores and if you've played halo you know you can use the spartan scores to uh, upgrade your all your equipment right so uh i almost almost called it a lasso but the hook the shield drop boost all that stuff and to test it out i said okay well let's see you upgrade the hook and i'll upgrade the shield and we did that Uh, yeah and And, that's why it's a true co-op game because you're able to make your character how you want and how i want and it's saved on both i I could go in if i were to go in and play my game single player now it would just be right where we left off and what's very exciting about that being able to build your character the way you want to we can go into a boss fight and I can be fully upgraded on my drop wall so I can do different things in that boss fight as opposed to Mark or whoever else we're playing with who's built a different way, right? Yeah. So the, their co-op, I mean, can you say it's worth the wait? Yeah, I mean, it's it's very good. I, I, I enjoyed it, but it, it's, again, it's just, it's a shame that this wasn't there at launch. Yeah, you know what I mean? Have, it's a shame Forge wasn't there at launch. Um, I would have overlooked many, many things and been like, eh, who cares? It's fun. <laughs> yeah, but... The can the co op campaign is great. Forge is I I would venture to say, and given I'm not a huge Forge creator because you know there's a lot better people. I mean I dabble in Forge here and there. This is probably the best Forge tool set we've had in a Halo well, game, this is, and this will pay off oh, dividends yeah. long term. Yeah, definitely this is be huge. The only thing I wish everything in the winter update has been solid. I mean you you got another free thirty tier battle pass. Um, cosmetics are all subjective. There's some cool ones. There's some that I don't really care as much for, but. Uh, you got the whole new challenge system, which is great. Uh, it's it's finally just like it, it's a it's a good challenge system. Uh, they they decreased the challenge from twenty to ten for your ultimate reward for the week, which is great. So you don't feel like you have to grind all out all these challenges. The challenges, from what I have, are fantastic. It says play five games. All right, I can play five games. Get kills with UNSC weapons. Okay. That's great. I use UNSC weapons. And there's even one that says get kills with banished weapons. Also great. I can use banished weapons. Like it's not, that's from what I can see so far, that's as specific as they got. And I'm okay with that because it's not, it's not telling me go play Fiesta for, for 10 hours and, and do that or whatever. You know what I mean? It's not telling me get so many headshots in a specific game mode. It's just, it's basically play the game and have fun. Right. In addition to performance based, experience that you get you get experience for completing the match you get experience for winning you get experience for being in the top five you get experience for or sorry the top the top half of of the team right you get experience for being number one like it's just it's a much better system and i really so far the entire update has been really really good and uh, it seems like it's been well received my only criticism is i just wish the searching in the community tab for i i believe it's different forge games was just a little bit easier that's good. You know. Let's let's do one last topic here before we head out for the night. Gary Morton writes in to the mail sack and says, Battlefield 2042 is being added to Game Pass. 
What are our thoughts on this? Yes, Drop I, the man. Think, Let's review that think, real quick. I may be wrong. I think it's being added to Game Pass Ultimate, which means mm. it's being added to EA Play, but EA Play is a part of Ultimate. Sure, so. sure. Uh, I think you do have to have ultimate to get it. But yeah, Battlefield's coming out. Uh, they just had a video that dropped this week as well. Yeah, thoughts? Uh, uh, good thoughts. So first thing in the video is they have a lot of changes coming, which we'll get to. But the big thing is after their year one, which is four seasons, mm. they're having seasons one through four, they said they're already in pre-production for the next season after that, which was actually a kind of pleasant surprise because a lot of people, myself included, thought that they were just going to give up after year one and just move on to the next game because of, you know, they basically fixed what they had to do, release what they had to release because that's what they promised us, and they just move on to the next game. So kind of a nice little surprise that they're saying, no, we're actually supporting this for another, you know, we have seasons and stuff planned beyond the initial year one content, which is seasons one through four. Um, and then also getting into the really exciting stuff, some of the changes they're making at the start of season three, which is not too far away. I think it's in December. Uh, they obviously listened to the show because they just they they blatantly took my idea. Uh, <laughs> what they're doing is they're putting the characters back into a, a the original or traditional battlefield class system. Mm. Um, and what I said a while back, and to be fair, a lot of people said this is I said I it felt odd not having the class system and how they can do it is each of these special specialists that you you are kind of derived from a certain class so what i said is just let them only use the gadgets that are within that quote-unquote class and then you at least kind of have that feel of teamwork that feel of you know engineers are important for this reason medics are important for this reason the one thing i didn't want them to do is taking away the freedom of the weapons because i actually really did like in certain situations i can be a full-on medic with a rocket launcher yeah you know what i mean i, I liked that freedom so what they're doing is they're they're breaking those specialists into classes and there are same thing, uh, just like I said. So I think they have someone listening. You know, shout out to Dice. <laughs> um, there, certain classes like engineers can only use the engineer equipment, right? And I think this goes down to grenades. I think each class has a specific grenade that they can only use that is kind of leans toward that class. And each specialist is going to be categorized into those four classes that we're used to. What they did with the weapons was actually a better idea than what I had. Is I, I like keeping all the weapons... So what they're going to do um, is they're going to let every class pick whatever loadout they want. They're going to let every class have that freedom of choosing whatever weapon you want to play with, which I think is a great idea because I like that freedom. But if you pick a weapon, I think they're calling them weapon proficiencies. So for example, if you were to play a sniper or a, the sniper class and you are to use a sniper rifle because you are the sniper class, you can hold your breath longer and the sway of your gun is much smaller because you are proficient, you know, quote unquote proficient in that weapon. Doesn't mean you can't use assault rifles. You can still use assault rifles. But if you use a sniper as a sniper class, you're going to have the, I guess, min max of that weapon because you are using it where it's designed to be used. Same with assaults, engineers, stuff like that. I really like that a lot. So I can still use my rocket launcher as a medic in that situation if I want to. But if I put that rocket launcher on a engineer, he gets weapon proficiencies with that rocket launcher. And I don't know what the proficiencies are with that. They just use a sniper as an example, but I like, I like that. It gives it that feel of yes, classes are important, but it also lets you still have that freedom of choosing whatever loadout you want. Uh, very cool. They're reworking new maps uh, or they're reworking some of the old maps. Uh, we have some new maps coming. Uh, season three is, is going to be, I think, a really good update for Battlefield. 
Very good. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah. They can just say I mean, Halo, they revamp and yeah, come back better. I'm, yeah. EA's tendency is to launch a game that doesn't work entirely correctly and then a year and later then fix have it. it work perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're on that track. Uh, before we end the show, David, I do want to talk about I was able to see um, some DMZ stuff for Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Which is their Tarkov esque. Uh, style that they're adding in, it actually looks pretty decent. It's it's a mu- it's not as hardcore as Tarkov for sure. Nothing sure. is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. I want to just briefly because I know we're going long on the show, but it's like they took Tarkov and made it to the general audience of people that would like it not to be Tarkov. And let's be honest, that's what Call of Duty is good at, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it actually looks pretty decent i'm i am definitely going to be playing it i know that the download is over 100 gigs apparently that's what it's showing um but if you wanted to try a tarkov tarkov-esque style game uh which is uh risk high risk reward you know you bring in gear and you find loot and then you extract if you can and maybe you encounter other players and take take them out this this is a very soft version of, of Tarkov. I would even say, like, what makes Tarkov great, I would say, is the AI. And not necessarily great, but it's it's a super high risk. Sure. Uh, and and high reward because not just the players are hard, but uh, this, the computer, the AI scavs are difficult. And you can, and those are the, the just the bot, the, the you know, the, the, the enemies on uh, on the map. Uh, you can come in as a scav, which is you. Sometimes you can't even tell if it was a player or not. Um, in in Tarkov, this is. Uh, I mean, the enemies are the AI is very easy. It's almost like you're playing a co-op campaign kind of. Mm. Um, but Jordan, I know you wanted to say something, but it looks fun. No, yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm. My only concern with it is what is the risk reward, and and the only reason I ask that is because let's take Battlefield for an example, Hazard Zone, their Tarkov like mode. Yeah. The risk reward isn't necessarily all that great. Let's say you do great in Hazard Zone and you get out, you just get points to to spend on well, and that's a little bit let better, uh, you know, a better loadout for the next Hazard Zone, right? Well, and that's what Tarkov has done so well, like. Yeah, makes that risk. I was uh, I was watching uh, a streamer, uh, Tim the Tatman. Mm. He's he's actually a really good Call of Duty streamer to watch. But anyway, he had this good idea, and I said I, it was like he's right. This is what they need to do. What he was saying is uh, in this DMZ mode, what they should do is if you find, let's say, you find a blueprint. We all know the blueprint system in, in Call of Duty. Let's say you find a blueprint and call in in DMZ and you extract that blueprint should unlock across the suite. You use that blueprint in multiplayer. You use it in in DMZ. You know what I mean? Like that's too much of rewarding gamers for having fun, though. I don't. Th- <laughs> I don't think developers like doing that. The only the only developer I know that does that is Epic. That, you yeah, know, like, yeah. But but that's that's my thing. Like, and and that was his point. Make that make me want to go in there and risk this. Yeah. Because if if you die, you lose it all. That you, would you know what I mean? Like, make me want to awesome. go. And that's yes. what that's what Tarkov does. It's like okay, I can go into interchange. And get a car battery because I need that thing you to be. Yeah, I, like, you need I need so it, right? Many of those. And you, 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 there's that 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 grind of I need this for this for I need X for Y. Yeah, like that's that's the carrot on the stick for Tarkov, right? You you know, and that's what I want. I I hope DMZ isn't just self-contained into itself. I I hope like even if you just do like a 
an operator. Let's say you unlock an operator skin in DMZ and you extract. That operator skin is now usable in regular multiplayer well, in Warzone. The value, that, that would be the really value cool. of items has to be there for yeah. for the intensity. And the risk of loss of items. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And both to, of that. Yeah, and to do that, yeah, to do that you have to have very valuable items, right? Like it yeah. has to matter. And that's what makes Tarkov so valuable. Yeah, well, and that's I and I hope I just I hope they don't self-contain it like they did with Hazard Zone. Um, yeah. I mean, I was really excited yeah. for Hazard Zone because I know Respawn was doing it, and I really like Respawn, but I, I feel like it, it just it felt halfway. Why would you... So if they don't do that, why would you play DMZ when you can play Warzone? Exactly. That's, yeah. you know, what... Why am I risking my character, you know, to go into DMZ, right? There has to be some incentive. And I think what... what Tim the Tatman said what was perfect. Let's say you get a blueprint in DMZ, you extract, you can use that blueprint in the regular multiplayer suite. And then have you know? it be removed if you lose it. That, that, that. <laughs> well, don't, I mean, once you, I think like the, his idea was once you get out of DMZ, it's yours forever. Just yeah. like the car battery yeah. in, 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 in Tarkov or whatever, right? But I think stuff like that would be cool. I hope that's what they do. We'll see. Is it this week or next week? It's, it's, it's getting close. So. I saw, so Dr. Lupo, Landmark, and Myth Oh, they were all playing. Uh, they I were all that, playing yeah. it this week. So that's what I was watching was there. I mean, they were, I think they were in in uh, the developer studio and that's where they were playing it. And so they were limited on what they could do and, or not necessarily what they could do, but it was limited. It was very limited in the game and on only a select few players were playing it. But mm-hmm. that's, that's my initial take on it. So. Yeah. Now, anyways, I wanted to bring that up because that's, that's an it's exciting, exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting it's to see what week. they can what they can do with that. So yeah, it absolutely has been a big week. Well, everybody, that does us for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in and hanging out and listening and. Appreciate everybody that's here live again. Come join us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash X one bros or youtube.com forward slash positive gaming. We love hanging out with you guys every week. We hope you enjoy hanging out with us, listening to our opinions and harsh judgments of <laughs> people. <laughs> You're a funny guy, David. You're a funny guy. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.